Welcome to our Sunday Sermon Podcast with City Harvest AG Church. Wherever you are in life, we believe that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Here at City Harvest, we believe in the undiluted Word of God and the teachings here will enhance your understanding of the Scripture and will help you grow and mature as a Christian. So we hope and pray that you will be blessed by this sermon. Today's sermon is brought to us by Pastor Shine Thomas. We're going to read Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Verse 7, Jesus answered, it is also written. Can you see the dialogue between the devil and Jesus? The devil is telling it is written. Jesus is telling, it is also written. So Jesus says in verse 7, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. The problem is the problem of worship. And the devil is seeking the worship of people in this world. But God is seeking the true worshippers to worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay. In verse 10, Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written the third time, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. May God add his blessing to the reading of his holy scripture. All of us face temptation in one way or the other in our lives. Right from a small child to the oldest man and a woman sitting over here. At every age, at every time in our lives, we are open to facing temptations. And at every time, we will be dealing at different times with different temptations or the other. And temptation is a part of this corrupt world. You like it or not, you will face temptation. The church father, Jerome said, baptism does not drown the devil. Very true, isn't it? Even after the baptism, uh, the devil came to Jesus and he comes to us. Man has always struggled with temptation. We know it from the Old Testament. Adam and Eve struggled with temptation. Come to King David, one of the greatest kings. He struggled with temptation and come to Jesus God in flesh, Jesus struggled with temptation in his life. So we all face in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Now we also face temptation in our lives. So the issue is, how do we deal with temptation? How do we get victory over temptations in our life? Can we live a life without temptation? No, it's not possible. But we don't have to yield to temptation unless we choose to. Yielding to temptation is your choice. 
we don't have to yield to temptations in our lives unless we choose to and uh, you can deal with every temptations you are facing in your lives now let me tell you when i am talking about temptation uh, temptation can be you are pursuing some career and you are facing a lot of temptation to quit but god wants you to stay and the temptation can be to quit your temptation can be anger in your relationships your temptation can also be habitual sins that you commit again and again and you are drawn to that sin your temptation can be in relationships so in every area we are facing temptations and there is a way out of temptation uh, it can be something like gossip or your anger or your use of money you want to use it for god and the devil tempts you to use it for your own pleasure and you may feel like quitting that something that you're doing and the list can build on in avenues of temptations that we face and every day we face temptations throughout history do you know that man has relentlessly fought against the reality of temptation throughout history and even in church history the great fathers of church history they have fought with the reality of temptation we also go through various kinds of temptations even the greatest man even jesus christ went through temptation but there is a way out of every temptations that we face in our lives paul writing to the corinthians in first corinthians chapter 10 and his verse 13 paul says no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind so what you face the temptation that you face is very common there are some others who are also facing it but here he says and god is faithful he will not let you to be tempted beyond what you can bear even your temptation is according to your ability to bear it ability to overcome that's what the bible says but when you are tempted god will also provide a way out so that you can endure it so when you are tempted by the devil god will only allow temptations in your life that you can bear and when you get back to god in your temptations there is victory there is a way out of every temptations that we face in our lives so temptation will come god has designed a way out that's the good news for us temptation will definitely come but thank god we don't have to fall prey to temptation and god will make a way out of it so how does temptation work in our lives first we need to understand how this real temptation works in our lives two great texts to understand about temptation is the genesis text where adam and eve were tempted by the devil to eat the fruit and they were cast out uh, they fell into sin and here we can find the last adam jesus christ the first adam in a perfect environment in the perfect world that god created was tempted and they cast out of the garden the last adam in the worst kind of environment in the wilderness was tempted but he came out victoriously he came out with triumph uh, in temptation but both of them faced temptations jesus faced temptation adam and eve faced temptation so how does temptation start work in our lives temptation starts with a desire it starts with a thought we desire certain things not but all desires are not bad we have good desires and we have bad desires in our thought life good desires and bad desires but you know what the devil does devil tries to promote the bad desires and somehow want us to have that and the devil tries to take the good desires that god has given to us and twist it 
to find a shortcut to find that satisfaction in our lives so its tem temptation starts either with a good desire and the devil twists it or it also starts with a bad desire and then the desire is led into a doubt you see in the garden scene the devil made adam and eve especially eve doubt the word of god did god really say that you are not to eat from the fruit of, of the tree did god really say that doubt and look at the temptation jesus faced he starts the first temptation with the word if can you see the doubt that the enemy puts and when we have this desires that are from our flesh or from godly desires the devil tends to create doubt in us and entices us to achieve those desires in the wrong way and then he deceives us it leads to deception when we are enticed we are deceived into that act of temptation and then comes the disobedience we commit that temptation we get hooked we get defeated and we feel very guilty after doing that kind of thing which came out as a good desire or a bad desire but now we have committed it so we all face temptation and this is how temptation works in our lives it may be in a thought life it may be in the what you have seen or it may be a good desire that god has given to you in your heart and then the devil deceives and enables us to commit that disobedience we must first of all understand that god will not tempt us okay it's not god who allows temptations in our lives we are living on a part of a fallen world and the part of this nature of this world is the temptations are naturally there and the devil is the one who tempts us but god uses those temptations as testing grounds for us you know devil wants to tempt us make us disobey god's word and fall into guilt god uses those temptations as tests this was a greatest temptation in the life of jesus the devil wanted to tempt jesus to the last adam to thwart the plan of god in his life but god was testing jesus christ if he is a son of god if jesus is god he is a man he has to be tested and this was a testing ground for jesus and he came out triumphant in the presence of god can i hear an amen church amen so uh, let us look at the temptation of jesus in a little bit and then we will get into application and we will finish the message okay my intention today is not to talk too much about the temptation of jesus but i want to talk about how we can have victory over temptation that's the practical aspect of this message and that's where i am heading to so the purpose we saw that to thwart the plan of god in the life of jesus and what was the place the place was in the wilderness difficult circumstances a desolate barren lonely area inhabited by wild beasts okay and the temptation of jesus we are going to look at the preparation the temptation and the triumph okay there was a preparation for temptation and the process of the temptation and the triumph on temptation what is the preparation of temptation if you want to understand the context of the temptation you need to go to chapter 3 right in chapter 3 of uh, matthew we can find the great highlight in the ministry of jesus christ 30 years nobody knows much about what jesus did but after 30 years he comes to the limelight and he comes and gets baptized under john the baptist and that's the highlight he is getting starting his ministry great ministry about 3 years that god planned for jesus he's starting at the baptism uh, in river jordan 
And that's the time when God the Father spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit comes in the form of dove and descends, comes and Jesus is anointed in a special way. Jesus is commissioned for ministry at his baptism, high point of Jesus' life. And then we can find that the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness. So this, the preparation, the plan over here is after the high point in the time of Jesus Christ. So Jesus fasted for 40 days. We do not know whether probably all through this 40 days he would have gone through temptation. We do not know. But what is recorded for us is uh, after the 40 days, the devil came to him in Matthew chapter 4 verse 3, uh, the temptation. The tempter came to him and said, if, look at that doubt, he starts with doubting God's word, right? If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Okay, Satan created doubt over there and uh, Satan is telling you are the son of God. Do you know that in chapter 3, a little while back, around 40 days back, you got baptized and your father, he said that you are well pleased in your father, but now you are in the wilderness. Who led you to the wilderness? The spirit led you to the wilderness. God led you to this wilderness and how will God abandon you like this without food without food for 40 days and your God who says that he will take care of you and you are well provided by the father why is he not taking care of you why is he not giving you bread remember the children in the wilderness they were without food and God provided manna and that means God is not sufficient to take care of you that's the kind of thought the devil puts in our lives. If you are obeying Jesus, why are you facing this? If you are following Jesus, if you are standing for the right in your workplace, why are you doing this? Will God let you be suffering like this all through your life? And that was the first temptation Jesus faced. Tempt us to distrust the providential care of God. You know, he is telling that, God, your father does not care for you. But you have the power. Tell the stone to become bread and you can get it. Why you are waiting for the father? So distrust the providential care of God. God wants you to wait. God wants you to trust him for all your providences. But when you trust him and when you go through difficulty, trying wilderness situations, the devil will tempt us to distrust the father. Okay. And secondly, move on to the second temptation. What did Jesus do over here? In the three times he's quoting from Deuteronomy. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, Jesus said it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Come to Matthew chapter 4 verse 5 to 6, the second temptation over here. The devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Okay, the highest point, maybe probably in the doom of the temple, maybe 450 feet down is that fall. And the devil took him and the devil is speaking to Jesus. If you are the son of God, can you see in the previous chapter who told that Jesus is the son of God? Father said he is the son of God. Now the devil is also telling that Jesus, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. He is quoting Psalm 91 verse 11 and 12. The devil is quoting the scripture. The first temptation was to distrust the providential care of God. Now you do things by yourself with your own power. Don't wait for God's time in your life. The second test was to presume about the ability of God. To test God that you do anything in the name of God that God will honor you. Just 
presume the name of God. It was a presumptuous sin. Satan was testing Jesus to presume on God. You jump. You are son of God and God will take care of you. He will give angels to take care of you. What are presumptive sins? Presumptive sins are deliberate sins. You know that this thing is wrong. This extramarital relationship is wrong. Or adultery is wrong. You know that bribery is wrong. But you are doing it knowing very well that God will forgive you. You are presuming. You are putting God to test when you and I commit presumptive sin. And that's why the psalmist uh, prayed in Psalm 19 verse 13. Keep your servant also from willful sins. The King James Version says presumptuous sins. Because you are willfully committing that sin. Jesus, you just jump from there. And God will take care of you. Presumptuous sin. You commit everything and then come and ask for forgiveness. God will forgive you. Presumptuous sin. And do you know that presumptuous sin was considered very seriously in the Old Testament? In the Old Testament, in Numbers chapter 15, verse 30 to 31, uh, this was given that anyone who sins defiantly or presumptuously, if you are voluntarily knowing that it is a sin, committing a sin, whether native born or a foreigner, blasphemes the Lord and must be cut off from the people of Israel because they have despised the Lord's word and broken his commandments. So when we know that something is wrong and when we willfully commit that sin, knowing that God will forgive me anyhow, he died for me. The Bible says that we are in the danger of being cutting off from the people of God. And Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. He again quotes Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 16. He's quoting from the Deuteronomy and he's telling, don't put your Lord, your God to test. When I was reading about this, some other scholars say that it was also a, a temptation for Jesus to get famous in the spectacular. In other words, there were other people before Jesus who claimed to be the Messiah and have attempted some spectacular stunts like this. And the devil is telling Jesus, you jump from the temple and the angels will take care of you. And the moment you are safe and the angels are safeguarding you because you are the son of God, everybody will accept you as the Messiah. You will have a wonderful rule as a Messiah. You will be easily accepted. But do you know what Jesus came for? Jesus did not come to be accepted. Jesus came to be rejected. Look at Isaiah. It says that in Isaiah chapter 53, he had no beauty, no majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind. Jesus Christ never came to be accepted. And the devil is telling, you need acceptance. You do some stunts. You do something sensational, something spectacular. And everybody will hail you as the Messiah. And Jesus is telling, I did not come to be accepted I came to be rejected and that's what John says he came to his own in John chapter 1 verse 10 he was in the world and, and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him he came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him so 
neither way it worked the devil could not allow jesus to do a presumptuous sin knowing that it is a sin and test god neither the devil could tempt jesus to become famous by sensationalism that's the kind of world that we are in that's the kind of christianity that majority of the places are projected in sensationalism every sunday you go miracles are portrayed every sunday you go the glory of the man of god is portrayed so that people are carried away in sensationalism but we are walking against the world we are not accepted by the world we are accepted by god the father amen that's the sin of this world sadly crept into the church of god we come over here not to praise the worship leader or praise the man of god because of some sensationalism we come here with one purpose to glorify and lift up the name of jesus and jesus alone amen he deserves the glory he is the one who gave his life for us can somebody shout an amen the devil could not catch jesus in that comes the third temptation the third temptation in chapter 4 was 8 to 10 again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor all this i will give you he said if you will bow down and worship me that's where he wanted he wanted jesus to worship the world right and jesus said to him away from me satan for it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only now what did satan tell jesus god had already told you you will get the kingdoms of this world but i want to give it to you you worship me i will give you without the cross you will get the kingdoms of this world after you endure the cross the shame the rejection by mankind and the painful death on the cross satan is telling don't go through the narrow door come and worship me come i will give you car i will give you property i will give you gold i will give you friends you don't go the narrow way of the kingdom of god you just come and bow down and worship me everything will be yours what a temptation we face such temptations in our lives we don't want to wait for god's timing to bless us and we bow down and worship the devil we do the things of this world and we want to find quick satisfaction from worshiping the world than getting the narrow way of the kingdom and waiting for the god's timing in our lives okay the third temptation was to fulfill our ambition our own way than god's way so three temptations jesus faced what was it distrust the providential care of god and presume on god or become famous by doing something spectacular or fulfill our ambition our own way are you tempted like this are you tempted to distrust the providential care of god when your salary is not coming half the salary because of the pandemic some of you are waiting in between jobs but are you questioning god or is the devil tempting you are you trying to presume on god or are you trying to fulfill your ambitions in the worldly way than the kingdom way and then we can find the triumph over there matthew chapter 4 verse 10 jesus said to the devil away from me satan now we must understand that we have a real enemy satan is a real enemy many believers don't want to think about satan no 
I'm not telling you to meditate on Satan, but understand that we have an enemy in this world who is powerful. The systems of this world, the culture of this world, the thinking of this world, the pattern of this world. We have a real enemy. And when we go away from this world, when we walk in the direction of the kingdom, the world is our enemy. The desires of the world is against us and is always luring us into the world. So we must understand and this temptation did not come to Jesus once. This is one incident when the devil has come directly as written to us by Matthew and Mark. We can find the temptation over here. But do you know that now the temptation has come directly from the devil or Satan. But little later when Jesus tells his own disciples that I am going to come. I have come to die. One of his favorite disciples Peter said no Jesus you don't have to die like this. And the devil has come through his own disciple now. He said, get behind me, Satan. So the devil has at various times, through various means, he will come and attack us. It's not a one time, it's a process in our life. Now it has come through his closest disciple. And remember the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were the teachers of the law. They were the ones who should have given him the reception and the attention and the acceptance. But then they were against Jesus and that was another temptation for Jesus. When he was not accepted by his own beloved. And when he was lying on the cross of Calvary. And when he was in the garden of Gethsemane. There was a great temptation to find satisfaction away from the father's will. They said if you are God come out of the cross. Jesus could have come out of the cross. But he stayed for the father's will. So the real enemy of our lives keeps coming again and again and again. But the good news is that he's already crushed. He's already defeated on the cross of Calvary. And we can have victory over this devil no matter how much time he comes against us. Can I hear an amen church? Now look at the triumph. Matthew chapter 4 verse 10. Jesus said to Satan, Away from me Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord and serve him only. And verse 11. Then the devil left him. Not permanently, but for a moment. Right? We know that he came again. And the angels came and attended him. Look at that language over there. I really like this structure uh, of literary structure, what Matthew is bringing out. The angels came and attended. It is like a waiter waiting on the table. The devil said, you cast that stone and make that stone bread. Did Jesus have the capacity to make the stone bread? Absolutely. Later two incidents we can find five loaves into 5,000 people. Another loaves he multiplied into 4,000 people. He had the capacity. He could do that. But he did not do it in devil's terms. And now when the angels came, the angels probably brought bread to Jesus. What the devil was trying to give, Jesus waited, triumphed and he probably got it from the angels came and waited on him. Attended on him. What is that? He's weak. He needs bread. God who can take care of Elijah in Sarafat can take care of Jesus in the wilderness. Amen. And the angels took care of him. The devil wanted worship. Bow down and worship me. And I will give you the kingdoms of this world. When the angels came, I am sure that they bow down to Jesus and they worship Jesus. 
Angels were there at his birth. Angels came over here. They were in his resurrection. They were in his death. The angels constantly worship Jesus. And here the angels come with bread probably. And they come and worship Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. What a beautiful way Matthew puts it. If you can resist temptation, resist the enemy, all that is your good desires of your life, God has a means to provide it for you. That's what it says. Wait, young people, wait for God's plan in your life. Young boys and girls, don't go ahead of God. For every satisfaction, every desires of your life, God has a right person. God has a right future. But when you wait in the presence of God, you will find satisfaction, true satisfaction coming from the presence of God. And Jesus is a great example for us. Can you imagine the comparison of this passage with Exodus? Jesus went into Egypt and the children of Israel were in Egypt in bondage. And God delivered them through Moses and Jesus came out of Egypt and they passed through the Red Sea which symbolizes baptism. In Matthew chapter 3 we can find the parallel Jesus getting baptized in river Jordan and after the Red Sea the children of Israel wandered 40 years in the wilderness but now Jesus is 40 days in the wilderness. What a parallel Matthew is bringing over here. 40 days in the wilderness and in the wilderness the children of Israel were tempted for food. They grumbled for food and God provided them supernatural food. Here, Jesus was tempted for food and God provided him food without temptation, without succumbing into temptation. And in the wilderness, the children of Israel were tempted by the devil to worship the molten calf and they fell prey to worship the molten calf in the wilderness Jesus was tempted to worship devil and he did not worship devil and here in Jesus example we have a perfect God we have a perfect man who overcame temptations and a great example for us can I hear an amen church amen what an example in Jesus to overcome temptation. The devil left him. Angels came and attended him. I want to get back to practical aspects before I close today. Watch out for temptation at the high points of your life. Jesus just finished baptism, a high point. Father has testified. The Holy Spirit has descended on him. And he was soon led into temptation. So if you're going through a good time in your life, everything is going fine. Ministry, spiritual life, family. Watch out. The devil is after us. Secondly, watch out for temptation in the area of your weakness. Jesus was weak after 40 days of prayer and fasting. Physically weak. Drained in the wilderness sun. He was a human being. Being completely God. And that's when the devil came to tempt. You know the weaknesses of your life. Watch out for temptation in the weaknesses of your life. And thirdly, Watch out for temptation in the area of your strength. What is it? Jesus could do all the three things that the devil proposed to him. That was Jesus' strength. He could multiply bread. He could jump down from the mountain, from the doom of the temple. He could also get the kingdoms of this world. So everything was given to Jesus. So in the strengths of your life, what are the strengths? What are the talents? What are the strengths that you have got? Watch out for temptation. In those areas. So now, how to overcome temptation? Everybody faces temptation, 
but how to overcome here we get to the practical okay now before i get to how to overcome temptation you cannot and never can overcome temptation if you're not a child of god right it starts from acknowledging jesus as your lord and the moment you have jesus as your lord you have his help to understand the temptation to discern the temptation and you have his word and you have his spirit to overcome temptation so if you are listening to me and you're falling prey to every kind of temptations that is coming your way in thought life your eyes and your actions and you are trying to come out of those temptations first you need to surrender your life to jesus christ okay and become the child of god and commit your life under the lordship of the lord jesus christ and then with jesus with the word of god we have a way out of temptation if you're serious about this i'm sure we will be victorious in every temptations in our lives okay uh it said that saint augustine one of the church fathers before his conversion lived with a woman and it was uh, not a good relationship saint augustine lived with a woman and after some time when he became a child of god and he started pursuing godliness this woman approached him as usual he ran away from this woman as fast and as far away as he could from the woman of his past and she ran behind saint augustine screaming why are you running away from me it is i augustine answered i run away because i am not i anymore i am a new man in christ so with your own ability we cannot overcome temptation but with christ we can keep away from those things that are luring us and succumbing us to the temptation by the devil first of all you need to be intentional in this okay know what makes me vulnerable you need to know okay what makes me vulnerable is not what makes you vulnerable what makes you vulnerable is not what makes your spouse vulnerable so you need to list out what makes me vulnerable what is the thing that you're vulnerable to fall into temptations okay because the devil has schemes for every one of us and paul says in ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 do not give the devil a foothold so those are the areas the devil can take a foothold in our lives if you you know it what are the areas that you're vulnerable know that and then the next point is to be vigilant the second one is to be vigilant in those areas where you're vulnerable where you've listed down where you really work on that right be very vigilant first peter chapter 5 verse 8 be alert and of sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour so be alert in those vulnerable areas when that opportunity comes to commit that sin be very alert in your life okay and uh, proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 it says above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it so once you know that these are the areas that are putting you into temptation or putting me into temptation i need to be alert and then i need to guard my heart i need to do some work with the god's help right guard my heart and be alert and of sober mind and thirdly look at jesus look at jesus look at jesus he will help you to overcome temptation hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 it says for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness he knows your weaknesses right no matter what weakness you have in your life it may be a temptation it may be any kind of weaknesses our high priest jesus 
he was a complete man and a complete god he has gone through every temptation man can go through and he empathizes with our weakness but we have the one who has been tempted in every way all the ways that man can be tempted christ was tempted right men christ was tempted the men are tempted and he could identify with humanity he has gone through the temptation young boys and girls jesus has passed this teenage years of his life and he has gone through those temptations and it is nothing new to jesus and he empathizes with us and he has been tempted in every way just as we are yet he did not sin look at jesus in the midst of temptation fix your eyes on jesus and he will give us a way out of temptation and the fourth way is to pray about it genuinely seek the lord in prayer in your temptation what are the temptations in your life work on it if you're serious about working on it you will bring it to your prayer right you will bring it to your prayer life matthew chapter 6 verse 13 the prayer that jesus taught his disciples in that one of the great sentences lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one it is not just a ritualistic kind of prayer we need to be sincere about bringing our temptations maybe write down and find an accountability partner and talk about these temptations and pray with one another or pray in the presence of god god will help you in matthew chapter 26 verse 41 in the garden of gethsemane watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation jesus warned his disciples watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation if you are really serious about overcoming the temptation you know it's very easy to feel the guilt for some time and then go and commit the same sin again but in the meantime what we do is we need to be vigilant alert look at jesus and start praying about it by the time next time you come to that situation there will be some the power of the holy spirit that will start working in your life and take you away from those temptations in your life so pray and then study the word of god remember the three times jesus quoted scripture and the devil quoted scripture devil misinterpreted the scripture jesus rightly interpreted the scripture so study the word of god that is very paramount uh, importance in our christian life we need to study not verse from here and there but we need to study the bible as a book as chapters as books that god has given to us that's why we have bible studies to let us understand the big picture of the bible and then is there any mantra verse in the bible to get you out of temptation no don't go by such words that people give you that if you tell and pronounce these words five times or in the morning the day will be fine sorry these are all traditions that have come which are not biblical and it's not useful don't do all that study take a book in the month of march and study today this month i want to study philippians that's fine good enough these chapters study and go with the bible study and read over it read some commentaries meditate on that that's good enough for march you don't have to do a lot finish philippians in march and then april you take the next one take one letter or take one book of the bible and start studying and you see how you will get that godly perspective and principles in your life and then when temptation comes in your life automatically the words will come jesus quoted from deuteronomy he knew it he studied the bible right he studied the old testament scripture and he just had applied it in psalm 119 verse 11 i have hidden your word in my heart that i may not sin against you so memorizing scripture 
studying the scripture meditating on the scripture is very vital to come out of temptation romans chapter 12 verse 2 do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind how do you renew your mind you renew your mind with the scripture take away the world and meditate on the word of god and you have a renewed mind put on the full armor of god helmet of salvation if you are renewed in your salvation experience if you work out your salvation with fear and trembling every day you have the helmet of salvation which can guard your hearts and minds and keep us away from temptation there is a way out my dear child of god the word of god which is the let's word of god the word of god can help us in our temptation we need to put on the armor of god god has given us every kind of possible help to enable us to overcome temptation in our life and i would say that this message has to get back into practical lives you and i need to be intentional in dealing with our temptations and god will give us the victory amen christian life is not preaching on the pulpit Christian life is not defending my faith Christian life is living what i preach and that's what differentiates a christian can i hear an amen church and look at the temptation of jesus every temptation that you face is a fight between the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of god we are the people of god like the devil tempted jesus today he will tempt us he is after us but when we overcome that temptation we are living in light of the kingdom of god we become the kingdom people not the worldly people and god is counting on us to be the light and the salt to be the agents of change to bring a change in the world that we are in as we overcome our own temptations and live a life of godliness